I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy, not the bad guy. No. Good evening and welcome. Our announcer seems to have stepped down for tonight, so as to give me a chance to introduce something new. I've got some billing problems I'd like to unload, so I hope you don't mind as much as he did. Now settle in my trundle files. We've got some stories to tell. You once thought I was. I am not the one who drove you into dark and lost. You cannot decipher who's foul and who is fair. Welcome to Velda's Movie Trivia Vault, where I tease you with bits of film antiquity. Last week's question was, in the film Meet Me in St. Louis, how did director Vincent Minnelli get child actress Margaret O'Brien to cry on cue when they filmed the scene where she smashes up the snowmen? And the answer is, he told her that he was going to shoot her dog, or that it was already dead. And, uh, her mother played along. <laughs> I hope that didn't torment you too much. Until later, Trundle Files. Like a running back, I jump into your head Knock out the old crud and give it the new rub I am trying to kill your ignorance Your arrogance, your lack of sense I am trying to... Good evening, Trundle Files. This is Mr. Arm coming to you from the attic of Trundle Manor where we do the Trundle Cast. Trundle Cast is our attic-based after-dark delve into all things Trundle Manor. Evil, creepy, spooky, and demented. There's some swearing and some terrible things on this Trundle Cast. Now, right before this, we heard the answer to Velda von Minx's movie trivia vault. I hope that you got that right without having to look up anything on Google or IMDb, you cheating bastards. At the end of this Trundle Cast, we're going to have yet another question for you. Feel free to write in the answer. If you write in the answer, I'll read your name on the air. How about that? Also, don't forget to write in some uh, stories of Trundle Manor and your experiences here. I'll read those on the air, too. So we've got uh, up this week is something coming from uh, our response from the empath that we heard last Trundle Cast. We had a kid on who said that he was channeling Charlie, the Trundle Manor ghost. Uh, and these reactions that you're going to hear are coming from the Trundle Files that reside at Trundle Manor, oftentimes, mostly just to have a few drinks and to pal around with us. But it's fun to hear other people's reactions and to feel like I wasn't crazy for getting mad at him for getting so mean with Velda. Now, these, uh, these guys don't hold anything back, so this is a little bit fun, a little bit entertaining, and I'm quite happy to hear this one. I giggled uh, a whole bunch when I had to re-listen to it. So listen to that, and right after, we're going to have the roundup, which is myself and Velda talking about what just happened and uh, how everybody reacted. I think it was fun. We've had some crazy things happen this week uh, for the Trundle Manor, but we're going to get into that a little bit later, possibly on the next Trundle Cast, which maybe I'll have up a little bit sooner than later. We'll see what happens. So look forward to that. 
And uh, also, uh, we've got some things coming up, which is Velda von Minx's uh, movie trivia vault full podcast, full trundle cast, just of the movie vault. That's going to be her and her friends, minus Mr. Arms, and uh, so he doesn't talk over everybody. And that intro that you were listening to before, that wasn't our normal announcer, I don't think. In fact, that was this large gentleman standing behind me threatening my life. Uh, I don't mind it. I'm used to having my life threatened. Although he does have some pretty good ideas on what to actually do to me. I'm gonna rip off your legs. You know, everybody's trying to rip off my legs. I'm not too worried about that. I don't know your name, sir, and I don't really care. I'm just gonna continue with this Trundlecast. And hopefully uh, we can uh, get through it, I guess, without my legs being uh, forcibly removed and shoved down my gullet. He's telling me that he wants to do some uh, uh, villain problems, which is a short little thing that I, I, I think I might end up recording and using as a promo for the Trundlecast. So listen for that in the middle of the Trundlecast. So grab a glass of absinthe, sit down in your own parlor and pretend that you're experiencing the manor just for yourself. Enjoy. Will I ever get to heaven? Good Lord, will I ever get to heaven? Uh, welcome, everybody, back to the Trundlecast. I hope that you guys enjoyed that um, uh, odd bit of drunken debauchery and yelling that uh, just happened. I know that it was a little bit to get through, and we appreciate anybody putting up with that garbage, much like uh, the people in the room today that put, put up with it in person, and I got to see the cringes in real life. So uh, with me, as always, is Velda von Ming. Hello. Hello. And if you guys want to go around the room and say whatever name that you feel like saying, feel free. Somebody pick it up. <laughs> I'm going to go by Caster today. A new surname given to me by Mr. R. Sounds good. Once and all is Billy, a plesiora. Hmm? I'm Kashmira. Good to have you. Jason, nice to meet you all. <laughs> and? Joe. Now, these guys uh, came on a last-minute whim, and I think that was very nice of them. That was great. It's fun having such a diverse group that aren't normally together. Yeah. Uh, I think the original idea for, for this specific podcast was to have somebody who fancied themselves as a ghost whisperer of some sort. <laughs> and uh, we got bailed on a little bit, and I think it worked out a bit better because I think I would have been even more embarrassed. This if... is more fun. I think some of these people are paranormally inclined or liked cringing at, at that, so you know, either way. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so what did you guys think? I know that you're bursting at the seams to say the horrible things that you have yes, to say. Yes, what did we overall think from that horrible <laughs> interview? Feel free to talk over <laughs> each other, I don't care. <laughs> Polly, I know you're bursting. <laughs> oh god, this guy just destroyed me. He really did. I just the whole time, I just, I just kept coming back to the to the to the term ghost Lorax. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like, oh, d don't worry, I'm here to speak for Charlie. He can't represent himself. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. No, sorry, that that wasn't me. That was Charlie. That was Charlie. <laughs> he loves you, but he wants you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> That is pretty much verbatim what happened. <laughs> yeah, just about. Cool. 
Oh, Does gosh. the ghost have Tourette's? No. <laughs> I don't have Tourette's. The ghost has Tourette's. Now, what, do you, what do you guys think about the idea that he thought that we were drunks and we needed to handle that? I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I will... As someone who has witnessed uh, some debauchery here on several occasions, um, <laughs> well timed, well timed. Um, but as someone who's witnessed some stuff, um, you know, what? sure, there's drinking, but you know, everyone should, you know, handle their own monkeys, handle their own shit, and you know, I also think, quite frankly, someone just coming in even to purport as a ghost talker and say, oh, you drink too much? Eh, it's a little overstepping some boundaries and then some, like, but, yeah, but qualify was, it a little. But he was channeling Charlie at the time. If, that yeah. wasn't him If it was genuine it was from Charlie, like, I'm willing to give more leverage to the dead than to the living, and maybe Charlie was trying to be a father figure, and I like what you guys um, do, but don't don't go nuts and don't drink yourselves to death. But if it was from this kid, fuck you, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> the guy admitted he was a sociopath, which immediately kind of raises every hackle on on my back. I mean, seriously. He totally discredited himself at the end when he Absolutely. said that. He started crying. I'm Sobbing. sorry. So, sociopaths don't do that unless it's on purpose. <laughs> and so. you, guys, you guys got a lot more stuff that we didn't catch, even on the first go-round about the sociopath and him being an atheist, right? I think. He did say that too. Because Ramir brought that up first. <laughs> that was the first time I heard it, even though we just re listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. Furthermore, he, he came across as very arrogant. Um, there was, for someone who's been an atheist, to not have any humility or to even just be like, oh yeah, I'm having this thing talk through me. If you're an atheist and you're truly not believing in anything, either you're not going to say anything and just say that's a bunch of bullcocky, or you're going to be like, I don't know what's going on, oh my god, this is crazy, or... There were a couple moments, and it was hard to tell because of the, the volume for some of it, but he, some of the moments he did kind of just, watching him, he slapped himself in the face and oh, what the fuck, like, what was that? Like, he played up maybe the whole, I don't know what's happening to me, but it didn't, not as much as an atheist should have. It's like, I... To be I, fair. I am an atheist in the sense that I don't believe in God, but I I, I do also I don't necessarily don't believe that there are, you know, are the imprinting of people who are gone still still around us. I, I, I don't necessarily disbelieve that. I mean I, I I like to you know, I like proof. I like to see things, yeah. hear things, you know, to believe them, but like I don't know. When people, when a lot of people throw in, you know, oh, I'm an atheist, as like as a disclaimer, almost, it, that 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 doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I think if you actually heard someone talking to you from the afterlife, you'd be a little less of what you'd consider an atheist to right. some extent. I mean, it has I don't, something to do with God. It's yeah, something. it just you'd believe in something though, wouldn't you? Or you think you're going insane, but regardless, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, you maybe might... at that moment you don't know what you believe. Like, if you right. were super Christian, you wouldn't go in and say, I'm a Christian, but I'm hearing ghosts. Like, why? Why need to say it at all? It's like a Christian might say, I'm speaking in tongues, and uh, right. an atheist might say, oh boy, I need professional help. <laughs> right. Oh, hi, I'm Tyler the Ghost. Ah, uh, yeah, I filled my house up with gas, I blew my fucking face off, but you know, like, really, should cut down on drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, the ghost of Bill W. is said, is standing behind me, and he says you need to lay off the booze. That that might have sat a little better than, with me than a man who supposedly filled his home with gas, trying to blow, trying to kill himself, and, and probably take the rest of the neighborhood out with him. I mean, let's get real. Gas leaks are not localized thing. That's what we assume like, is going should, on. Yeah. Should he have any kind of uh, 
psychic or whatever ability, uh, I'm sure that if you come in this house, you can sense the amount of drinking that has gone on underneath its roof. <laughs> yeah. And maybe from that deduce that it's all from you two and that you guys need to slow the fuck down. The spirits of our spirits. But meanwhile, there's, you know, 20, 30 people here a week, you know, so on and so forth. Sure. And maybe that gets divided up between two people and that's... Probably excessive. We're taking the blame for all those that idiots. Come to what the hell? Yeah, yeah you're taking. I know. If you're <laughs> taking my blame alone. You can be labeled an alcoholic. <laughs> I guess the thing, the thing that kind of gets me is one who is a former cult member and belonged to a cult where the woman claimed that she had spirits talk through her. Um, I personally kind of say, you know, if you're going to have a spirit talk through you, at least change your voice or make it because his voice ah. didn't really change much. Oh, you wanted you're the right. Except that one time. Except that right. one time yeah. where he suddenly realized, oh shit, right. I guess I better like change it was, my voice. It was an afterthought. Yeah. What, what was he saying when his voice changed? I think I missed it. I thought it was just an exclamatory. It was, like, it was, it was like, let him talk, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 It, was very, it was sort of Colonel Sanders y. Yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. As far, as far as I know, Charlie isn't uh, that, southern in any way, shape, or form. I do remember what you're talking about. That seemed like more of a schizophrenic switch, though. Well, yeah. Like, oh, don't do it like that! Yeah. Like, he just hearing, I can picture his head just tilting to one side. Eyes roll back in his head. I really didn't even catch that part, honestly. I didn't either. I thought it was Anton when it first happened. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. That was not me. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. What the hell is that term when they just start spotting off a uh, glossosaria or some shit? There is a term for that, yeah. yeah. Is it the thing when you go into a coma and you wake up speaking a different language you didn't know how to speak? Is that related to that? Am I, I just... Don't... Never mind. That's not speaking in My vocabulary is not that wide, sorry. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the word. But if you're going to be yeah. channeling a ghost, essentially I suppose that's speaking in tongues. And, and, and um, he, the most he had to say was... Shut up, bitch. Yeah. He was going that he, he way. If your tongue's moving, you're speaking yeah. in tongues, aren't well, you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in, in tongue, in one tongue. tongue. <laughs> yeah. You can do things with tongues of not speaking. <laughs> this is degenerating. Oh, uh, trying to break. Right fast. Yeah, trying to break. <laughs> All right. Fortunately, I've switched over to water for once. <coughs> There's too many people in here, and I, I already feel enough of an alcoholic, so. Well, it's, it's, it, it. No, it has nothing to do with your life. It's gonna ruin the trouble. It has nothing to do with what he said. It had to do with my uh, grasp of the situation as Probably it was happening so. on that. Yeah, right. I, I think I think the thing that bothered me the most was uh, his explanation, exclamations, uh, as opposed to actually saying anything that meant anything right. coming from Charlie. It sounded like most of the stuff that when he was saying something that meant something was just coming from him as a person being in this house for, you know, a couple hours, which anybody can grasp all of our horrible situations. And being of his here. disposition and being a director, it's easy to create things like that, you know, and come up with with a story possibly. You know, I'm not discrediting True. anything, but I'm just saying, being of his nature, it's a lot easier for him than us, and I'm sure each one of us could come up with some crazy story immediately. And One of the things he said very initially into the recording about Rachel, because he seemed to like to pick on Rachel, a little was bit, something yeah. about her being very saturn sweet. You know, like, he must have seen something in the house. Maybe. And just, like, latched on that and was like, ah, yeah, you're going to get the diabetes. I, mean, I don't. I don't think he was in the hallway. It looks like it's supposed to look like it's made of candy. Well, no, no, I don't right. think he was talking about my my cakeaholism. I think he was talking so about the way I I give tours and I'm just too sweetsy and cutesy with people. 
Which, like... Well, that's your nature in general. I mean, you've always been that way. It has nothing to do with pores or, you know, his specific thing. And I hate that that's true, that it's easy to have that telephone voice like you're at work and pretend that you don't hate whatever the fuck's going on. I but just think that you don't actually it. hate things. Then. Everybody Everyone does that in every job they plenty have of things, all over the I'm world every day long. service or oh, retail or any yeah. job where it means you have to talk to people, you put on a face. Like, But generally, that is one of my character flaws. I admit that. I am a pleaser. I am somebody who, even if I'm having a shitty time, I try and make sure everyone's happy. But, you know, I'll take my show notes. I'll take my director's criticism for my performance. The thing is, like, yes, let's invite people into our house, and then if we don't like them, just be shitty to them. That's, That's a good way for us to... Yeah, that's not a solution for me to admit that I don't want to. It is an option. If you want to keep this place open for business. He was also exaggerating. I don't hate every tour that comes. I don't get hateful. I don't hate all children. Nine out of ten is a ridiculous amount. I I would have gone mental by now if I hated that much of my life. It's... No, everyone gets tired. This is your home. You always have the option to stop giving tours if you really hate it. But you don't because part of you enjoys doing it and showing off your home. What what I hate the most is the anticipation of them coming. Once it's happening... what kind of people you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. And once it's happening, I like what I do. And I think it's really fucking cool, even if I have done eight of them in a day, that it's neat to be able to talk to people about this kind of thing and get money for it and meet new friends that way. Like, I don't... At the end of the day, I don't hate it the way it, I was made out to hate. I'm not a monster. No. Uh, Are you a monster? Does Charlie, Charlie I, think you're just I just play one on TV. That's all. I think, I think what I want to touch on before this gets way too out of hand is um, <laughs> what I told these guys uh, earlier before we came upstairs was, and I should have saved it for this so I didn't have to reiterate, but um, what happened afterwards is what I wish that I had been recording because it, it got incredibly emotional downstairs because there was some issue of him taking the only only photograph of Charlie that we have, mm-hmm. folding it in half and putting it into his wallet. Uh, after that, I think I forced him to hand over his wallet, and then I stole his ID. Which we and, still have. And told him that I'm keeping it, which was my retort for, you know, don't don't take don't shit from me, from you know. Me, and, yeah. and, and, we don't tell a dirt on him. Well, I think that it was... <laughs> I think it was more like, well, if... If I find anything else missing from the house, then I got this guy's address, ID, and, you know, at least I have something from him, you know? Clearly, he's latching to something. Who knows what else he already latched onto. Right. (laughs) Physically. And now, to be fair, that was three in the morning after you could tell how drunk and weepy we got at the end. The end of the night got really intense and maybe shouldn't have quite ended that way, but Mm -hmm. that is how it naturally ended and whatever. Yeah. Um, But, so... it, on a whole, like, how do you guys think, um... Do you think there is a Charlie, and does he give tours to the dead the way we give tours to the living? E- even and... past what this guy said, like, do you think... If... Oh, no, I'll let someone else go first. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I will fully admit, me and Kashmira, I do a, a lot of paranormal tours. I do a lot of stuff. I am a skeptic, but I've experienced a lot of stuff. You come into this house... There's definitely something or some things here, but there's a lot of memories. There are a lot of things. Um, I can't say that Charlie has ever come to me or talked to me or that type of thing, but there is a natural heaviness that I say, oh, that's interesting. Okay. 
And so, yes, I mean, with a house with a history, there's always something that is imprinted, but it doesn't mean that everyone's trying to talk from the dead. Sometimes it just means that it's, I look at sometimes ghosts as being something that is just a vibration that has never left. It's like seeing a VCR tape on repeat and you're just seeing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I definitely think that like all, everything that you have, uh, you know, because I do the same thing, I collect little weird things and, and stuff like that. Everything has its own weird, strange energy to it that can collect and build up. Uh, but on the other end of that is the way I think, if you look at weird, you know, whatever, quantum physics, I don't know how you want to label it, but just the fact that he thought of it makes it exist in some realm. So it doesn't mean it's real, but in someone's mind, there's now, what, eight... What, what we got five, six, seven. seven people now who have that image in their head that now you're gonna think on, about it now, and then you're everybody gonna... who listens to this now echoes on. So feeding the energy so of ex- an idea you, what, what, you manifest. Should there not be something, it, you yeah. might actually yeah. self-manifest something that might have been there in the beginning, and you might have been sensitive to it, or it might be all bullshit, and now there's just a stigma to it. Sure. So it can go fifty-fifty either way all the time. Which there are laboratory studies where they've manifested kind of like spirits like they've done parapsychological huh. research or they've manifested something and they all thought that they could feel it that's so, very cool I mean who knows maybe you're just a perfect parapsychological laboratory like just waiting <laughs> to have it plan the whole time it's just, <laughs> exactly. it's just great it's just spread out there and since this house isn't isn't particularly old it's it's from like the 20s it was built in the 20s 1910s 19, okay like but even it's even then uh, even in even with that like Charlie's death is probably the most violent thing that's happened in this house. I would house. say like, so. Like, you know, in terms of, you know, a, 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 oh, an on, impact for it. Death. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but obviously death is, like, is like, is the most stressful thing that can happen in any energy person's wise, life, yes. energy-wise, and the people who are left behind to deal with the ramifications of the death, and that, you know, if there is some imprinting in this house, it's probably from that, and probably from Charlie. So it makes sense that if there is imprinting left in this house, it's from him. But uh, at the same time, I find it really hard to believe that he was like behind this guy, that he chose this guy out of all the people who come through this house, who love you guys, who want nothing more than for this it house to be seem awesome. Odd. He and chose it... this guy to be like, Psst, hey, you seem <laughs> cool. Although, <laughs> although I will say that if you're going to choose anybody to speak through, it should be a sociopath or psychopath. <laughs> I because he's not yeah. a sociopath. Well, whatever he is, it. but he's he definitely had uh, something missing behind his eyes which I've I mean, seen his ID there's something like weird about the eyes eyes of the shark there's something missing See, they're missing I, or miswired and that, you know that's not specifically speaking towards his person I only met him once so this was you right. know you could you, it's, it's hard to immediately count somebody when they're drinking with you how they are I mean you say that that's we don't like to judge immediately you like to say yeah. that's your like uh, the divining rod of when you meet people and how they actually are is through drinking. But I know that you know I have I have different levels of who I am, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that's who I actually am inside. Just because I'm drinking and come out that way. Well, I I also think it's interesting that if Charlie chose some random person to talk through, that it's somebody that we don't know and have never met and would have no reason to meet. Like he said, he heard about us, according to him, heard about us two hours before he came and was here to shoot B-roll for a white rapper music video. Somebody we never would have had reason. 
person to talk didn't to. Happen. Which did not happen I as of as of this recording. I've taken a lot of drugs in my days. <laughs> I can tell you that that shit can trigger other things in your head. Sure, weird flashbacks or whatever, but as opposed to somebody that we've been hanging out with or like, you know, has been our friend for years and all of a sudden, hey, by the way, your ghost yeah. is talking to me, that yeah. I wouldn't believe. I would honestly be more inclined to believe a stranger because yeah. I don't know. But Over that's just me. Really. Sure. Now, as somebody who I think... Other than Polly, Joe, you might have been the the next person who's been here the longest at Trundle Manor. And knowing Jason's him. probably been here the Has longest. Longest. Have you been, Jason? Jason was here years and years ago. I don't ago. remember anything. I've been shit. here for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Then Joe is the quietest member. <laughs> I'd like to get your take on it because uh, I, you know, we don't want to talk over you the entire time. I'm just going over some things that the guy had said, like if you've ever been to Trundle Manor, this ghost is directing me to find an object, and there's no bigger needle in a haystack thing than <laughs> trying to find one particular object. I'm like, I'm thinking, you're looking at all this stuff just glancing around the house. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. You look at the walls, obviously there's probably more than likely gonna be at least one photograph of this guy hanging on the walls somewhere if you have one. So it very easily could have been a guess of his that there was a photograph of this guy. If not, then he was SOL. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should explain a little bit too about his whole object because I don't know if that came across if we really talked about that in the interview with the kid. So the whole you've got to find this object thing is uh, basically what happened is we have a security camera in the parlor that is connected to the internet. We have several others in the house that only we can view from our phones, but that one is live and online. And this kid kept talking about the exploitation of ghosts and all that stuff and that if you try and do a ghost hunter or whatever, they won't be susceptible to showing themselves. And... Charlie told this kid, you'll see this object, or you'll know it when you see it. And being a director, he realized that it was the camera. He was being pointed towards that corner of the room. That was his purpose of coming back the second time that evening. And Anton, Mr. Arm, Anton, whatever, was in the house and turned off this camera. Me, this kid, and whatever his name, the skeptic, were outside. And this kid looked like he flipped a switch as soon as Anton turned the camera off. And he said, yep, it's off. Because uh, allegedly what he said is that Charlie needs to communicate with these spirits. And it's basically like having a radio tuned to a different station. So he can't communicate with them when this camera is on. Because it's an electronic thing. It's blocking the energy or whatever. So that was the thing that we needed to see to get it out of there or whatever he said at the beginning. Was to turn the camera off. That was quite a major thing. And the only thing that I end up... I'm hoping that it worked. It's just... uh, if anyone's wondering, and if you did use to look at the Trundle Cam just to see what Little Devil was doing in the middle of the night, uh, or just to catch a glimpse of us randomly nakedly running around, then well, that that was the best part of it. You you guys couldn't save it. I could save it. people nakedly running around the house. Could have ended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, but I turned it. I so that's why it's off. That's why the Toronto cam's off. Because I'm kind of doing my own experiment. Because I did have uh, in the past night terrors. Yeah, in the past uh, it started in the winter time. But I started having night terrors that were waking me up, and it was something even stronger than my old past. And I don't know if that was because uh, my family does have like a slight amount of schizophrenia that's built in. And in fact. Uh, my uncle just died of natural causes, but he was a full-blown schizophrenic, and he lived in um, Swissville. He didn't live too far from here, but the family never really talked to him because of it. And uh, I know that my grandfather has a little tiny bit of it. My dad probably has a tiny bit, and I think I do too. But I was afraid of that being what it was. So 
I, I've been doing pretty well since uh, we've turned everything off, and that yeah. might have just been. Haven't gone crazy yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not full blown. I can't. Crazy. I can't speak Outside for that. Outside of the norm, I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, it might just be me, you know, finally coming down from having winter break. But because the kids said that the house is blocked up with spirits, it's like a a pipe that is being blocked up because all these spirits are coming here to talk to Charlie and get their tours, and they can't because this camera is blocking them. So that's what was causing Anton's night terrors or whatever. So who knows? Who knows mm. what that is? And that was... Uh, it's our own experiment. The earliest part fun. of that evening. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that can be said about the power of suggestion to stop nightmares and sure. night terrors and stuff. Mm. But it's intriguing. It's intriguing if he could not see into the windows and he suddenly knew that the power was off. Like, if that yeah. truly happened, that's kind of an interesting take. And he very well could be 99.9%... <laughs> hooey and then that 0.1% is just something that he got but the problem is it's trying to separate the wheat from the chaff that yes. always makes things fun. Which like it, it reminds me almost of like the very first time Armin you and I hung out. Uh, one of your one of your one of one of your frequents at the manor had recently stopped coming round and you turned to me and said, Billy, you're new to the manor. Uh, why, why do you think I, I can't keep people around? And I look you up and down, and before I can mm -hmm. stop myself, I blurt out, well, the megalomania can't help. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you... and if you listen to any part of that, of that uh, uh, interview before this roundup, then you'll definitely see my megalomania coming out, yep. as I tell and the this... ghost to shut the fuck up multiple but, times. And this, yep. was, and this was after me having known you for, like... Ten minutes. Ten minutes, seriously. I'd met you once, maybe a week before, and we were going to go out for an event or something, and I thought, oh, what if I just totally snowed myself with, the, with, with this whole thing? And you just, you just start burst out laughing. You're like, oh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that just goes back to the idea that, like, of cold reading. Like, anyone who has any yes. semblance of the understanding of human nature can do it. If you, if it, it's not hard. Like, yeah. I, I can do it. And Anyone that, can do that's it. That's exactly really. what I was going to say. I mean, it's not uh, a character trait or flaw, but... If you go onto the Trendlemanor website and you watch the MTV videos or whatever other videos you have on there, you can get a sense of who you are. Yes. On a certain respect. Now, if you know you personally, you know that there's, you know. It's different when there's a camera in front of you. Exactly. But still, I'm, I'm exactly. very different when I'm when I'm not in front of a camera. You yeah. guys, everybody yeah. here, I think, can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. You've so, all been yelled so, at by so me. Maybe not Casimir yet. All the things yeah. I don't want you to yell at her. I don't want to. It's a disclaimer. That's all. Easily picked up and kind of uh, generalized over, like you said. Well, I just looked you up before I got here. Well, I can watch all your videos in thirty minutes in a car ride on the way right. over too. Yeah. So I can get some kind of a sense from you and be like, oh well, you know, I'm sure if I take a few jabs at this girl, he'll get a little saucy and prove my point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's always, and especially if you're a sociopath, I've you think on, years, on those so. micro levels a thousand times. Yeah. I know I can definitely, on any given night, depending on what mood, I've known Anton and Rachel for years. I've been at many and many of their parties, and I've seen all sorts of characters float in and in and out of the ranks of, of, of what is this, and I hear this one come up, and... I don't find him much different than finding himself inebriated and ingratiating and using some common fact. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, honestly, for him to look up some of the stuff, 
it, it wouldn't be that difficult. There are public records. All you'd have to do is look yeah. up the address, yep. kind of look up, okay, who owned the real estate? Let me just do a quick search because, oh, it was built in 1910. Oh, there might be a history. It's yeah. Pittsburgh, you know? And that's the other thing, too. If we were just a random house down the block and he came over and started doing this, if we weren't public figures with a Googleable thing, then yeah, that, it would be more credible. Well, that's why my initial dis- disclaimer, even, even on that that initial interview is that uh, you know we're you're you said that you're a director but I don't know anything about you I mean for all I know this is just what you do you know to get your name out there even though he went as um, you know he said I, I don't want you to name me or whatever that's great but you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not getting something out of it well, yeah, what in the long is that run for? is that because he's having fun with you Maybe. And he doesn't when, want to be named? Or when someone because... says that they're a sociopath and then they also say, I'm the only one who's a conduit that the spirit can speak through, so all eyes are on me all night long, that would definitely speak to a sociopath's sense of wanting the, all the attention. Oh, yeah, I mean, and he got it. wants to speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, that it was it was fun. Hey, it was... Charlie, what is that again? Oh, hey, hey, fuck you, Rachel. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Take that into account. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Rachel. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think I almost decked him towards the end of that a couple times. Yeah, and I was very close. I was trying to keep the not even in not the, even the but, interview itself, but yeah. downstairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've also, uh, you know, gone through the whole night terrors thing and sleep paralysis mm-hmm. uh, pretty severely to a point where I I wasn't sleeping for many years, and I. That was before I moved back here, and it was worse before I moved around. But I've moved around to the point, you know, I don't know if it was the area or what I was going through in my life at the time. Um, but yeah, again, going through those issues, which, you know, he's obviously going through his own self-admitted issues, plus a little bit of booze, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. maybe a little bit of something else in your system. Absolutely. I'm sure you could, might have, there might be a recording of me out there doing this same thing that I don't even <laughs> fucking remember. You know, so, uh, you know, it all depends. You don't know the guy. That's the, that's the thing is you don't know. And, uh, yeah, the other guy's like, yeah, he says nothing like this. I've never been. Well, have you been drinking with the guy? Have you been out with him while he's going through issues with his relationship or his family? Have you seen him under stress, duress? Have you seen what he does when he wants to manipulate? Like, yeah. until you can get a feel for the guy, you can't really... This right. or that about it, you know? Yeah. Well, I was. I'm gonna wait till Polly comes up, but uh, we're gonna cut this guy down because this is gonna be one of our longest Trundle casts. Sure. I think, but I do want to thank. Oh, there she is. What'd you say about cutting this guy down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just wanted to wait till you were back to end. You would love that. But I do want to thank all you guys for listening thank to that, so much. that horrible. Uh, <laughs> That horrible recording of us. Thanks for helping us diagnose whatever happened. Being (laughs) as drunk as you usually see us, and this time on the Trundlecast, and uh, halfway believing something, which, you know, I I can never discredit. I can always just kind of let it go. But I think in my mind, some of it seemed a little bit okay, as Kazmir said, maybe 99% was bullshit, and that 1% is the only percent that got to him. And uh, and I like to think that, and I'm going to try to... Because I... I think that we like the story that Charlie's giving tours. That's a beautiful story, yeah, you know. And aside if, from if it's true or not, it's a decent story. Commenting on your drunkenness and my fakeness mm, and this mm-hmm. few little critiques, I, I really do want to believe that there's something to it. I want to believe that life goes on, and I want to believe that somebody who had a tragic or boring or devastating life is now at peace and at purpose. And like, I mean, it's a good and we story. Had something to do with it. And that he likes what we do. Like, of course, I want to believe that. Mm-hmm. The thing kind of tugged a little weird at me too is that 
it was off because again I kind of got the feel of him being a little crazy or whatever being an asshole um, but the thing that kind of threw me off for a second was the fact that he wanted to say that Charlie wanted to not be remembered as being a hoarder mm-hmm. and I know for Mr. Arm and myself collectors like yeah. I know when someone goes through my base when I die they're like wait this is fucking trash like yeah. I've had that <laughs> World War II badge for fucking 15 years. I've not sold it. I've had offers. Like, there, there is that. That's the only thing. I mean, again, that might have just struck me personally. But yeah, the that's the only thing that kind of threw it off is like a little bit of sentiment sprinkled in with that. But that me might too. Be it caught me his... as soon as I said. It. I felt terrible as soon as I said it. It's like his parents called him that. It's like your parents calling you a freak, and then somebody else coming in. And it's like, well, no, you can't say that. That's derogatory. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I think it's so great in the fact that if he was someone who collected things, and yet he had two people come in after his death who also collect things, you know, in a way, his legacy lives on. Sure. Yeah. That's really awesome. It's like you finished his business, because, like, he may have been a hoarder in the sense that his collection didn't have order. Yes. Like, your collection has order. You know where everything is. Everything's sort of cataloged and accounted for. You know the story behind everything. You made all this and collected all that, yada, yada, but... His collection didn't, in the sense that it was, you know, considered garbage when he died. But right. like you, and that's the thing we heard that you night may have too. Finished what he set out to do. That's why I like shit. But stop fucking drinking, goddammit. <laughs> You're doing great. You're cleaning up my shit. But please stop drinking. I hated when my father drank. I hated when. Just stop. Collect all you want. But stop fucking drinking. <laughs> well, again, the worst. <laughs> the, the worst part about. Of hearing that was sometimes I feel that sometimes I feel like I drive people away and I do drink just to be social. As, I know. Well, it's not going to stop me. It's not going to stop me. Okay. But you know, but it you know it did hit me a little bit because I thought well, I I have been thinking about this a bit lately. So, uh, so my closing statement is maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop drinking earlier in the night. Nah. I'm not going to stop drinking. <laughs> But maybe maybe I'll switch to water at some point sooner, because then maybe. I can keep that two drink uh, or diet. You know, add some more fatty acids or something to absorb it a little better. Maybe. Drink some milk thistle, milk thistle, and Sammy oh, yeah, works really pizza? well for uh, your liver. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. I do. Okay. I'll make sure you get hooked up. Good. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna go down. There might be pizza coming up that Derek Ooh. ordered, so I think we're gonna finish up this. Fun little party downstairs. And again, thank you guys for being a part of this. Thank you and so much. thank you for joining the Trundle cast this evening. And as we always say, a good evening to everybody. If we could do it all at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen of the Trundle cast. Good, good evening. evening. And farewell. You fucker. Uh, oh, <laughs> I snaked it. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> sorry, Charlie. Good evening. Literally <laughs> <laughs> And then the students all began to yell. The players marked up the field and down the field. Hell now, now on search Carolina Hill. Their sense cows dance always well. They have to hear them chanters still. Villain problems number 43. For the safety of the children, you must remember 
that even a knife-proof corset has its limits. Don't tell me how many I've had. Just grab my mashing stick and shove that last corn dog into my mouth. If you are the type to subscribe to both the golden rule of gluttony as well as vanity, Mike Shaw to equip General Dacio's Ballistic Lacing to retain one's 23-inch waist. For more villainous commiseration, listen to the Trundlecast. You know where to find us. Trundle Files, this is Mr. Arm coming to you once again, and with me in the attic, as always, is the lovely and talented Miss Velda Von Minx. Hello. Hey, darling. Hey. How's your week been going? Oh, it's pretty alright. Been a lot of tours lately. We just had a recent thing that was... What was that? We were on yet another group. It was Pittsburgh Magazine, the top eight museums in Pittsburgh you've never heard of, or hidden museums or something. Uh, we got a lot of publicity from it. Yeah, it's always weird when that happens because we tend to get a shite load of tours that just kind of pop up based on that. Well, you totally called it. You said there must have been a new article published because there were so many, like noticeably so many. Yeah, it's not like we had a dry spell, but uh, the last week we had Time nothing. Off. We had almost nothing on the weekend. We had, what, like four tours the whole Something, weekend? Something, yeah. You know? And there was, what, six today and six yesterday or something I'm ridiculous. I'm sure there would have been more. There were other people yeah. looking for tours, but we did not have the time. Welcome we to the weekend. The Welcome to the weekend. Eight o'clock on Sunday night is the weekend, finally. Yeah, yeah. now we can finally drink ourselves into the pit of despair that we Beautiful love Beautiful oblivion. Be yeah, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so we're coming back for yet another Trundlecast. And uh, last week you got to hear, well, last whenever. Last podcast. Last podcast, last Trundlecast. You got to hear the uh, interview that we had with... Interview with a ghost? Yeah, interview with a ghost. Interview with Charlie, Trundle Manor's ghost inhabitant, or so we were told, uh, and the guy that was channeling him through it. So, you know, we we got together a whole group of people, and I know, I think maybe in the roundup or something, we talked about maybe doing this, but we got together a group of our friends, some of the uh, Trundle Files that frequent the manor at the odd hours and get to experience the things that tourists don't get to see. But, uh, it was a great, diverse group of people, it too. It really was. Uh, we kind of just put out the call that day, and whoever showed up showed yeah. up. 
But the people that we got were really good. Somebody had been raised in a cult. Mm-hmm. She said somebody oh, else had right. had night terrors. Mira was in a cult. Yes. Uh, uh, Derek had had night terrors Derek for a while. Terror. And Polly, you know. Polly is just very outspoken. So she's, she's outspoken, fun. so she's wonderful to interview all the time. Jason is. He's a hilarious drunk. Amazing. We want to have, yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the show Drunk History, where they basically have a historical event <laughs> and they get somebody completely shit tank wasted. Yes. And they have them talk about it and they pause, like, and then George Washington, blah, and they have them throwing up. Yeah. Like, it's fucking hilarious. I but want I, Jason to do that I for us. I think he'd be perfect, and I want him to do maybe, like, uh, like haunting. Uh, oh, you know what would be good? Let's see, <laughs> what? what would that be? It would be like, um, like he'd be ghost-busting, essentially. Ooh, You're like, drunk oh, you ghost-busting. Like, you know, you don't have a fucking ghost. You're, you know, whatever. And he just actually explains what's going on, but very drunkenly. Yeah, be kind he's of got a great drunk voice. And, and our friend Joe, who he didn't talk too much, and I tried to bring him out. But, uh, you know, we want to say... A uh, big congratulations to Joe. Joe said he just got engaged as yeah. of yesterday, as of the fantastic new gay marriage ruling. Yeah, apparently that came right out, even though Trendle Manor was apparently doing gay marriages before it was cool. That is, <laughs> oh, you hipster shit. <laughs> hipster gays. Yeah. But, um, but well, congratulations to the gays for getting, uh, you know... Uh, Their the, rights. The rights to have a marriage, which just seems fucking ridiculous otherwise Seriously. i don't want to talk too much because i'm not political bloody so I don't political really shit. anyway but, we're just uh, happy to have more fun events at trundle manor yeah. and we just had a butchelorette party a oh, couple weeks right, ago yeah. which oh, I thought that was, was cute fun. as hell that she called it that she they're wonderful people too what yeah a wonderful girl yeah yeah she's um i guess she teaches kids yeah, i forgot the whole thing yeah not kind middle of school teacher. whatever the other one is yeah, I don't know, but she was really into what we do. Kind of stuff, but yeah, she was Made really some cool. some new friends. Anyway. Uh, anyway, moving on. But yeah, so what an awesome group that we had. And, you know, I, the entire experience was incredibly embarrassing for me because uh, I... I had such high hopes. I didn't even listen to the recording since we made it. So I had all these high hopes for how it went. And in my head, the fun stuff is the stuff that actually didn't get recorded, which was... Uh, me berating the guy at the end of the night for stealing something and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so it, as I played this for our friends, uh, I drank more and more because uh, it was just kind of embarrassing for me, I suppose. Well, you know, embarrassing, fun. Yeah. Well, was, Any reason to drink anyway. more. I just feel like I misled them a little bit. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, there was uh, there, there was uh, some fun things that were going on there. I know that when we brought up drinking, much like right now, there was an uncomfortable silence. It was a hilariously uncomfortable a cacophonous silence. Why does Charlie think we drink too much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Apparently everybody else thinks the same, although that's the way that we are and that's the way they are. So I also thought it was cute are. that somebody pointed out that psychics ought to be able to sense the spirits of our spirits mm. that the whole if charlie thinks we drink too much then brilliant yes they should be able to know that the people drinking too much is people to feel the essence of <laughs> whatever who the fuck knows yeah. it was cute when someone right. said it right um and our good friend jason was putting on the voices as we said before and to me it was when he did uh, charlie's impression that's <laughs> great it was the best i'm gonna blow off my face but you know what you shouldn't be drinking <laughs> Uh, you know, too much. You're drinking yeah. too much. Anyway. That's great. Uh, and, you know, s- s- something that was brought up 
by uh, a member of the Trundle Files. A good member, actually. My best man for our upcoming Ooh. nuptials, uh, Mike, Mike Syke. Hi, Mike. I know you're listening. Yeah, there's a big call out to Mike Syke, one of our best friends. He's hell of a guy and one of our biggest supporters and uh, kind of our Uncle Fester. We really appreciate him. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, he always he always calls us on some bullshit, but he <laughs> said on the last Trundle cast we didn't talk about the uh, security camera or why it's off, which I swear we did. I think he just didn't hear it. Well, that's why I mentioned it during this right thing that you're about to hear because right. I wasn't sure if that had come across. Yeah, and uh, you know, the reason that we shut off the camera, and as Velda explained in what you're going to hear next, is we shut off the camera because. Um, we were told that there was an interference stopping ghosts from touring the manor and stopping Charlie from being able to let ghosts tour the manor. They said it was like having a radio, but he was on a different frequency from the well, other ghosts that need to talk to him when, when the camera was on. Okay. Something like that. It like muddled his frequency. Or yes. Something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's why it's been off. We're doing a test. I'm seeing if my night terrors subside for a little bit. Have they been since any uh, of this? It's been okay. I think yeah. I had one night where... Um, but I, I I went to sleep a lot quicker than I, I have before. Good. Uh, so I don't know. I think that was mostly mental. Yeah. Um, there. Oh, uh, too, when you listen to this, if you hear some random bubblings, that is me and my hookah. Yeah. Because it's hard for me to deal with a ton of people it's without not a, it's some not a modifier. Bomb. No, it's not a bong. No, I, I, we don't partake in uh, illegal substances. <laughs> the reeferish activity. Yeah, reeferish. Uh, <laughs> Although, do come to reefer madness in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, you know, that's what's kept me off of marijuana for so long. He's afraid of going mad, hopelessly I, insane, like all the people. Oh, I, Anton I really isn't past 1936 in a couple of ways, and he's just afraid of going horribly, ways. violently insane. In which, just about every way. Let's be honest, baby, you're kind of there already. I don't think Pot would really... Well, whatever. Well, you know, I was told <laughs> that I'm not allowed to do... Um, you can't do acid. Acid. You've been told. Because uh, uh, people are afraid of what's gonna, what's in my mind, which is good for them because then they can see through the veil of me. They like you know, it in your mind. They don't want to see it come it. out yeah, so they can to, partake. Yeah, nobody really wants to be involved in me slaughtering an entire neighborhood. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> Do you have it? What, what, what next do you have? You I've have got a, a few things. I um, yeah, I like that Kashmira said she feels that there is some kind of energy and heaviness here, mm. some sort of memories. But so somebody who is sensitive, she claims that she's a sensitive, and and you know I definitely believe that. But there's something, not a defined thing, but something. Yeah. It's good to hear. I also really enjoyed Polly's. Why the fuck did he choose this guy? <laughs> if Charlie, yeah, we've been here since 2007. We've been giving tours since about 2010. And if Charlie hadn't ever spoken up before now, why now? And why this idiot kid? Yeah. I thought that was really oh, a yeah, great question. Very... The, the, the ultimate question, That was really. spot on. Yeah, that was pretty damn spot on. That's, that's for sure. Polly is a sharpshooter, for sure. <laughs> uh, I also like Derek's thing. Do drugs trigger the, you know, talking to spirits, people in other planes of existence? Because at some point during the last recording of yeah. Anonymous and whatever, he does say at some point, well, since I'm being anonymous, I took a lot of drugs tonight, by the way. And he just kind of casually says that. Do you remember I don't that? Know. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't, know. I don't know if he was being serious. I don't know how much any yeah, of it was fucking serious. Yeah. But I mean, because he, he didn't seem like he was on drugs. He just seemed like he was weird. You know. Every time I've seen, even back through the 90s when those ghost shows, ghost hunting things started to become popular, yeah. they would 
always the first question would be, well, are you on drugs and are you insane? And it, when you saw this thing, he claimed to be a sociopath and take a lot of drugs. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. he can't expect anyone to believe him after uttering well, those things. You know, whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Whatever. I really don't know what he had to gain from any of this, so that's uh, that's halfway one of the things that, you know, other than just fucking around with someone. Yeah. I don't know what he would have to gain by being like uh, lying to us or you know saying that. That's just Charlie's the thing. A thing because he didn't ask any money after right. having talked to us. Well, that you know. When I grab you by the money. scruff and throw you out of the house, it's really hard to ask for money. Well, sure, <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't expecting to gain anything. No. And you know. That's again. That's why I halfway believe it or want to believe it, because I'm like really like you know this is just some dude talking. Yeah. And what's, you know, what's going to come of this for him? So what does he matter? It almost feels like uh, it's one of those what does it to go back to the laws it? of attraction type thing. Like the universe, for some reason, placed this kid in our lap, yeah. brought him to our door and had this story and this ever unfolding story that we then became a part of and yeah. that we had no idea was going to happen. But uh, here's this possibility of what might be. And I yeah. don't know if I should say this now or if we had to save it till after the podcast but well, we're not gonna talk after so. all right well at the risk of sounding like a complete fucking idiot after all this and talking always to on our the verge friends, darling always on i the verge. i ride a fine line thank you <laughs> uh i want to believe you know yeah. i you probably know a thing or two about me i grew up on b movies and ed wood especially i always want to suspend my disbelief and even if that makes me the outsider and, you know, the idiot that, oh, well, whatever. What is, you, the, what is this world if you are completely sure that nothing else exists? So, exactly. I, yeah. I want to believe that there's some... This is positive. You want to believe. This yeah. is a positive thing. And, you know, I, I'm cynical and, and to, to some extent, I have a cynical sense of humor and, and whatever and a problem with authority and whatever that entails. But you know what? I really want to believe in positive, happy things. And I've been telling tours about this. Right. I've, there's been a lot of tours that have happened since the original recording and the well, podcast it, has come out. It's, that's, that's off-putting to some extent because I never wanted to advertise Toronto Manor as, as a, a ghosty I say it with track. a heavy disclaimer, though. Right. Um, and, you know, this was never going to change anything because I, I still believe that, that places that uh, make money off of being we're haunted. Ha- Gettysburg. That's kind of fucked up. Nothing for 100 years. So now no, we're no, haunted. No, no not even tours. Gettysburg. I'm talking more about, you know, just like little tourist attractions. Oh, like, sure. Oh, come to the haunted hotel. And well, I, I only I, bring it, it up if it's... pisses me off. I honestly only you. bring it up if... We were well, talking about the podcast. No, no, it's fine. It's during the tour. That's okay. It's during like, the tour. It's never as an advertisement yeah. thing. But I've brought it to a few people that seemed interested. Right. And I've said, have you listened to our podcast? And then I kind of briefly give the synopsis of this. And I, people seem to be happy. And I'll say the bottom yeah. line, listen to it. It's weird. We don't know. We don't give a shit. It's whatever. But bottom line is maybe Charlie gives tours to the afterlife. Like, you're on a tour <laughs> with me right now. Yeah. And people think yeah, that's, oh, that's charming as fuck, and they love it. Well, even if that was just a story, that story itself is it incredibly be. fascinating. Yes. So it's fun and worth telling. There's, there's a ghost podcast I listen to all the time with allegedly real ghost stories from right, people. Right. And Terrible. I almost want to tell it. Yeah, Terrible fake things. But I almost want to tell them about this. Maybe there is something more that right. we don't know. Because I the whole premise of Charlie... In. I'd love to hear your voice on the podcast. I was going to write an email... No. no, I want to hear you say it. Your uh, voice is so beautiful. I was, oh, thanks for, for writing all the wrongs that Charlie and this kid said. Ugh. But no, I. That made me so mad. Yeah, but I, I do want to tell people that maybe there's some kind of possibility. It's like Santa Claus. People right. 
miracle on 34th Street. People are happy when they believe Santa Claus is real. And maybe you think you know better. Maybe it behooves you to know better. But you're fucking happy when you believe it. So... I'm I'm gonna take that stand and I'm gonna think there's something to it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Go ahead and believe it. Why not? I like it. Yeah. Who the hell is it hurting? Nobody. I'm the one who gives tours. I'm the one that talks to people and sees the positive energy from emanating from everybody. Nobody has has gotten you know weird or negative about anything I've showed them on a tour. One time, a girl had left early and we didn't know why, but she didn't say anything before. That was only you know out of thousand twenty five hundred people as of yesterday. Thousands of people that had come through through Toronto Matter. That was one incident. And nobody's gotten angry. Nobody's gotten political. Or you guys are fucking freaks and you guys are disgusting. Nothing. I've never had negative energy. And if it gets more positive because they believe this too, cool. Yeah. Let's have it. Cool. You know, we'll put this out on the podcast. We'll put this out on the... God, I I need to stop saying podcast. We're going to put this out on the Trundlecast. And, you know, we'll put this out there as far as this goes. But it will not be advertised on Trundle Manor's website. I'm going to put that out there now, and I hope to God that I don't go back on my word and somebody looks this up and goes, you said you wouldn't do this. Yeah. I really don't think I will, because I've never really been in that, because it's a non-provable thing, and then you're just lying to people. No, and we're not here. We're not in the business of lying to people. And no. by the way, could you imagine how many fucking ghost tour idiot, like retired people groups or oh, whatever from across I the country no would be in coming people. to the house like, let's see the ghosts. Like people right. would be dipshits and I don't want to deal with that. Right. I want people to like us for what we are. And so does Charlie. Right. That's what we hear. Yeah. You know, we talked about uh, um, this kid being a bit of a sociopath and you were on a roll. So I didn't interrupt oh, sorry. But, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I always thought that I might be that too, but I really don't think I am. I'm, I'm, I really try to think of, of other people. You might something. become a sociopath at some point if there is know, schizophrenia. Like, it, it happens late in life, but you're very yeah, self-aware But I now. feel like sociopaths are, are people that don't care about the effect on other human beings. That's where, what it is. Psychopaths I care very much know that, that they're doing wrong and they get off on it, but sociopaths literally richer. don't know the difference. I'd be a lot richer if I was a sociopath. That's true. You better use that shit to your advantage if, it ha- <laughs> if and when it does happen if to you. you yeah, I really can. hope that you prosper. Well, as Polly said, <laughs> I am much more of a meg- megalomaniac than that. Right. I, I, that I, I'll attest to, because that's what keeps me going. That's fine, and every artist should be a. Are we in this talking about you again, darling? Why not? <laughs> Why not? I'm the one producing this goddamn podcast. <laughs> uh, I know, and also like during this entire thing that you're about to hear, um, you know, it's it's to be understood. That Toronto Manor is not much into illegal drugs, but booze is what the manor, what oh, makes sure. the manor go round. Clearly, you know, because that lowers the inhibitions and allows you to be as debaucherous as you should be. That's our thing, like, and maybe that's a reason that we've never—not that we need a reason not to do drugs—but uh, I guess a lot of them do taint what you're seeing or hallucinate or whatever. Right. But dr- booze is like truth serum. It is. It doesn't make you lie it just makes you be incredibly unfortunately fucking truthful and Very yelly true. yeah but i like that that's almost like uh having a rite of passage where it's like not you know, giving you, a shit anymore it's like going into the tent with the elders of the tribe and just telling them what you actually think about their wrinkly horrible skin yeah. Like that kind of a thing. Which is I very think, freeing in a way. Oh, it's incredibly freeing. And I think that's, you know, that's a, a decent rite of passage. Actually, getting blackout drunk with Toronto Manor is one of the best ways to indoctrinate It's a yourself. transcendent experience. <laughs> 
It's, one of, it's the best way to... Tr- to uh, damn it, you fucked up my words. Sorry. Ah, oh, we're drinking trundle break. Hey, I'm out, by the way. Mm. Give me that mm. decanter, mm. darling. Alright, I'm gonna stop talking for a bit while I make uh, Velda and me some more drinks. Thank you. So here we go. Good. Tell us, uh, tell okay. us a little bit about uh, a few of the tours. Are there any tours that struck you lately? Oh God, there were so many recently. I'm trying to think uh, of very good tours that have happened. You know, they're they're all they're all very good. We oh, I forgot to tell you actually. Uh, oh, clink clink clink. <laughs> um, uh, before the very last tour I did today, there was a painting that was sitting outside the front door. What? I didn't even tell you. I forgot. What? Because they were so loud and okay. energyful, so I was consumed with them. Um, and there was no note on it, and it was just like... Just hanging out outside the door? Yes. It was like leading against the corner. What? And it was some weird seagull or something that somebody had painted. And I don't know uh, if it was somebody that we knew, but they, they didn't leave a note, so I, I don't know. Maybe it was like Eve or something? I thought Eve would have texted, and I looked at my phone, and she Probably. hadn't. It looked like a, a thrift store type painting, and I'm really Probably. sorry if I'm insulting somebody who loves us very much and did a painting for us and oh. didn't put their name on it. But it's behind the bar right now. It's got a frame. I don't know. It oh, just was out there because I saw like, what the fuck is this leaning against? I don't know. So <laughs> that happens. People do literally leave things on our front porch. Oh, when you were in the hospital, somebody left a did clown painting the, in the driveway. Did you check the pink? Uh... No, I didn't step okay. fully outside. Okay, I just saw it as I opened the door. Maybe they wrote a little note on the uh, while you were out I, stickers that we have. Yes, I will take a look when this is over. Which is very important. So if you show up to Toronto Manor and we are not here and you want to leave something, we have while you were out pink note stickers. I mean, anonymous is fine if you care to be anonymous, but oh, yeah, we, we want to know. Like, I mean, we'll give you credit. Give me some kind we're of story. We're happy to know. Yeah, you know, that's fun. Um... Oh, Jason just texted me. Hopefully he'll do the drunk things. Oh, Although please, it, Jason, be a segment. You don't anything about that. Oh, he just said it sounds fun. Oh. Oh. Oh, you anus. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like fun. Come um, over. Tell hey, him to come over. It's Ross, darling. Oh. All over myself, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I get changed to eat. Oh, uh, this is why I wear the same clothes every day. Sometimes we have like a half an hour in between tours, but God damn it, I will use every last minute. I will get changed so I don't spill uh, tacos and ramen on my Velda 1910s tea dress, and I will take a nap so hard. Oh Velda my God. puts 110% into uh, actually Each moment. doing the tours. So please appreciate those goddamn things. Yes. If I have to wait, uh, you know, three and a half hours to eat that cake right. that's been sitting in there and staring at me. Taking everything in me to not uh, toss you out on your ass and eat that cake in front of you. Doesn't the weight help you out a little bit though? It, it makes you want it more. Oh yeah, more I mean cake. clearly, anything worth getting has is not gotten easily. I mean I've always believed that, so I don't mind the waiting game. I don't mind you know yeah. having to to deal with it for a while. Um, one of the last things that I wrote down was yeah. that uh, Charlie had an issue with the word hoarder. Yes. And um, and how you know, and it's something that we don't really talk about. And I I would almost understand that. I mean, and he can get this from any one of the hoarder shows. You know, a very good input into how hoarders actually see themselves. Oh, that gives me a thought. You know, and uh, and the fact that he said that that Charlie doesn't like um, the term. He the doesn't like the, Yeah, term. he doesn't like the, even though like earlier on he used the term. 
Yeah, the kid used it twice and I said it and he yelled at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once again, what the fuck did I fucking do? I don't know. He just didn't like your face or something. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't like his face. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> that whole thing made me upset. I, I'm definitely uh, biased because he was a cunt. Pretty much everybody Zelda. that uh, we've had listened to this what's wrong extent. with that kid. Right. Everybody I've said is like, fuck that guy. Like, all right, yeah, I don't know. He was there. He seemed charming enough for an no idiot sociopath. I have no idea how you put up with that garbage as much as you did. I have. I was I, trying. I am good at taking criticism. Yeah, I know. Weird. It. I'm good at ignoring people, and I'm Weird. good at taking criticism. Uh, right. I can convert it into into fuel somehow. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Yeah. I should just. Well, I need more more truth serum liquor booze. Apparently, just start knocking people out. <laughs> more liquor booze. I need more liquor booze, please. <laughs> oh. Oh no, uh, these, the hoarder thing. Sorry, because that does yeah, lead sorry. to something. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he, he brought up how Charlie doesn't like being called a hoarder and, uh, how, you know, he, 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 I, I don't think he would consider himself a collector. Although I will say that I have no idea what was in the house. I am so curious. I almost want to go, we ought to go to the library or the borough or something that may have I know. records or photos. Cause I'd but love I, to see, I've never seen it. I know. I feel like what we should do is we should go to the goddamn police shop and ask if they have any uh, pictures from that scene. The police or the morgue. You'd have to imagine that they'd have, I don't know about the morgue having something. I don't well, think that we have evidence. a morgue, to be honest with you. Yes, Allegheny County morgue. I mean... Oh, Allegheny... Uh, yeah, yeah. To that, have photos of, of where he was found, at least, you know, the bedroom. I guess I meant Swissville. I, I didn't know. Oh. Was like a thing if there was a Swissville morgue, baby, I'd have been working there years ago. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, definitely. But... No, the, the hoarder thing is so funny, because I don't even know if you remember, but this guy came over on a weekday. Yeah. Because I remember going to work the next day hungover, uh, but... That whole weekend before, we'd yeah. spent watching Hoarders, that show, because it finally came up oh, on yeah. Netflix. Weird. And some, you know, I've heard about it for years. We're not big reality show people, and, and it kind of almost resonates because of what we do. For whatever the hell reason... Well, I mean, it's not exactly like we're not Hoarders or anything. No, I mean, we, we kind of sort of are in a way, yeah. but... It was just very odd to me that that weekend we were watching it, and it got it, it kind of disturbed me. I very much got in those people's yeah, heads. Yeah, me too. I started trying to find stuff to throw away after that. I was so excited to clean out all my rooms because you get in those people's heads. It's less about what they collect, and it's more about the psychological impact. And of course, they go into their personal past, and they they get very personal. It's very embarrassing. Like I felt. I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm an empath, but I get very empathetic yeah. about the way that those people are portrayed and how fucking sad it is. The people that have, have animal hoarders, like the people that have shit all over their house. Oh, that's like, that is disgusting. That is. That's, I can't even come close to getting into the minds of people like that. I feel like I can smell it through the TV and it's upsetting. Ugh. But I feel like I don't even how... like scooping little devil's box and being in that closet while I'm doing it. Sure. It just freaks just me. Just that the little fuck. bit of normal amount right. of upsetting. But the fact that like that is a human being <sighs> that stops loving themselves to a point where they can be surrounded by they need shovels. They literally bring in yeah, shit bring shovels, shovels to shovel in. shit off of their carpet where these people live and right. fall asleep on every day and it makes me so sick and so upset. Yeah. But whatever. We got very yeah. intense with that show. Oh yeah. And then this kid came over and the hoarders thing was so there's a reason we watched and that. Was, that that like, was right you, after our hoarders Yes, like days really? after, okay. a day or two after. He, no he came on Monday right or here. Tuesday. <laughs> no, I just thought of this for the first time in a while. Like, there was so a reason 
for us to watch that yeah. at that time. Yeah. There was a reason we did that. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we're all put onto our own path that I think is, uh, you know, I don't really believe in, in uh, a specific God myself, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. I don't, you know, so, I mean, fate makes a little bit of sense to me, but what really makes sense to me is luck. So I think we just kind of lucked into the idea that, oh, it's time to watch Hoarders, you know, but. Yeah, I, I don't know what I call my beliefs. I don't know if I'm an agnostic, agnostic of some sort, but I just I What's mostly that mean? does that mean that means no deity or that means not necessarily believing that there's nothing. Like you don't you don't subscribe to a religion, but there might be something. Oh, okay. you don't know, but there might be something. Right. I believe that there's. Well, I think if you I don't do that, that doesn't make any sense because because. I mean, you can't I'm not a nihilist. I don't believe in nothing and blackness and being in a hole. You can't prove that there isn't that's, anything. That's oh, little sad. devil's here. Hi, little devil. Little devil's in the studio right He's now. our god. Oh, yes, I knew. He's our god. He gets petted god. and fed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that everything happens for a reason. That the universe throws things your way and that there is most certainly a reason for that. And, yeah. and you need to be able to recognize those opportunities. As long as you can go along with it, then you'll be okay. Yes. And I feel like that's why... Maybe you know whatever, me me calling it luck might work out because you whatever know. you do works for you. Right, and I think whatever I think works for me. So I yeah. So no, I'm not, I'm not gonna to change, change your mind. Oh, I don't give no. a shit. Uh, but in my mind, you know, my I believe in luck, which is like I have big luck, so I'm never gonna be some poor homeless man because no matter what I do, I'm gonna stay pretty much in the same place. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people don't have that. You know, although. Most people end up staying in the same place no matter what. Like our a really good friend. Uh, uh, this is degrading a little oh, bit to a great people. No, no. I mean, this is degrading into a different kind of conversation oh, than what right. we started with. But uh, just to make it quick, you know, one of our close friends uh, moved. You know, she had an issue, and then she moved away from Pittsburgh and uh, and tried to start a new life and. Although her life is different, it's not, like, better than yeah. it was when she lived here in any way. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people, and maybe it's it's the whole, like, being a new soul versus an old soul kind of thing. They, you Maybe you don't understand that the problem is within you. If you have a problem, like, if oh, you yeah. go to any other city, oh, we understand that, that. That's problem why, yeah. will still be there. That's why we're able to change certain things. Yeah. But I feel like people like that, they don't... They, they're looking they for an to escape, look inside, and there's right. nothing wrong with yeah. that. Lord knows, no, I am an escapist okay. to the highest degree every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if there's if there's a problem, it's it's normally something that you need to work out on your own. Right. You always, you know, have something that's not there if it's not there. Yeah, I think it's very important for people to, you know, be able to pay attention to the signs that are inside of yourself. Little devil is now headbutting my chair because he I wants know. so many he, pettings. He's so excited. So many pettings. <laughs> Did you feed him dinner, by the way? Oh, yeah. Oh. He got dinner early. <laughs> he dinner moved my ago. chair with his head. He's so strong. I don't know if we've mentioned Little Devil's Corner in the office or if that's even important. He's his know. own ashtray and switchblade and, and little booze glass. Mr. Arm's office is has been transformed. This is where we do in the attic of Toronto Manor. This is where we do the it's podcast. His office, yeah. This is where we do the podcast. This is where I meet new people. This is where I hang out to do my own work. It is the hottest room during the summer and the coldest room during the winter. It's uninsulated. 
but it's as old world as you can possibly get, so yeah. I feel very comfortable in this place. And in the very corner, and right next to my desk, so that he can sit there when he wants to, is a tiny chair, I think made for children, that was made around the turn of the century. It looks like it, yeah. And uh, and he's got his own little table with an ashtray, a switchblade, uh, his little own leather gloves. his writings, little white leather gloves, and now, thanks to Velda, a glass matching hers. Oh my god! Completely. It's as dumb as it is. It's a set of Avon glasses. It's it's I, this big gothic red. But they are red, I don't give a shit who makes goblet. them. They're brilliant. It's badass as hell. There's a whole yes. set. But I found at a flea market. There's a uh, set of shot glasses, and it's like the, the the baby version of mine. It's so perfect. What a wonderful way for our baby. To be just like mama. I wanted to use it as a shot glass. <laughs> There's two of them, but I'm like, fuck, right. the cat needs that drink. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And I was so glad that you were willing to part with it. Oh, my God. Them. Well, there's another one. But yeah. No. Well, I don't think you could take his glass away now. I could never Even take you anything break away from one. this cat. <laughs> I would cut off my own arms before right. I took something away from this cat. <laughs> you don't even know. Oh, Anyway, so uh, if you're lucky... Hey, listen to our podcast. Listen to our interview next. If you're lucky enough to uh, frequent Toronto Manor enough where we call you up for a podcast, this is where you're going to be. And on that note, I think we're going to let you listen to uh, our good friends. And I think this is one of the more entertaining, it is entertaining. recordings that I've made uh, with, our, with our buddies. Um, so listen to this. This might be you someday. What do you think? I think it should be used someday. And make sure that if you did not listen to the previous Trundle cast, that you listen to the previous one. Cause It'll make more sense that you way. You will have no idea what's going on if you do not listen to last Trundle cast, Trundle cast number nine. So uh, this is Mr. Arm bidding you a good evening as always. And Velda von Minx bidding you pleasant nightmares. Ooh, you bitch. You've one-upped me. Just It's not mine. I can't claim that. I still love it. Good evening, folks. Well, there you have it, Trundle Files. Yet another Trundle cast wrapping up. I'm Mr. Arm. I had a good time talking to you guys and talking to the people at Trundle Manor. I hope that you enjoyed listening to us. This week we talked about an empath and the people that wanted to make fun of him after that. So that's the conclusion, I suppose, of what Charlie is, our resident ghost and the channeled spirit of Trundle Manor. Uh, who knows what to make of that, really? I sure don't. We had a uh, villain, um, uh, villain problems section, which I think we're going to keep up with. So look forward to those just popping up randomly. Uh, we, of course, just continuously talked about that guy that uh, made fun of Velda most of the time, which made everybody hot on the collar. And I've been hearing a lot of reviews of the last Toronto cast and how much everybody hated that guy. So that's fun. Uh, I just wanted to lay out that uh, normal side, meaning that possibly something was going on. Because I love the story and I wanted it to be real to some extent. Except for, of course, his hatred of Velda. Uh, okay, well, upcoming next week, I know that we've got a lot of different things on the burner. 
you know, we just ended up doing a uh, special event for the Cultural Trust of Pittsburgh. Uh, and we're going to have to talk about that at some point, where we actually brought together the traveling show once again, which that has been quite a long time since we had that out. At least a year, I think, or more. Uh, and we just got booked to do the Carnegie Museum's uh, Haunted Museum Tour. So we're probably going to try to have the trunk show at that. So we're leaving that all uh, tied together. Why not? You know, uh, also, we just got uh, inducted into this uh, paranormal uh, conference of some sorts. Paranormal conference. Uh, it's something called uh, Hill Hillcon. Or I think it's at Hillcrest Manor, which is in Newcastle. Uh, PA. So we're going to be going to that. I don't know what we're bringing, but they wanted us there for some reason. I offered to give a talk about uh, getting people involved in their own tourist traps, but they said that they were booked up on uh, <laughs> on speakers. Uh, someday we'll do a panel on that, because we've been through quite a lot here at Trundle Manor, and I just kind of want to get it out there. So, again, I hope that you folks, the Trundle Files out there, loved our little Trundle cast and what we had. I'm going to wrap everything up with Velda's movie trivia vault, which is going to be after this and between our actual exit. And again, for Velda von Minks, Trundle Manor, all of its inhabitants, I'm Mr. Arm. Good evening. Well, hello, Trundlefiles. I hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast. And now for a bit of classic film trivia for those of you who choose to live in the pictures like we do. Tonight's question is, which classic movie star traded in her glamorous-sounding birth name, Lucille Lesseur, for a much more ordinary-sounding name by which she became superstar famous? Join us again next week for the answer. If you can wait that long, farewell, Trundlefiles. I can't tell if we're haunted or not from all that rabble. Just as well, I've been told ghosts don't like me all that much. I'd like to say I hope you enjoyed my little villain problems interlude, but I don't really care one way or the other. I'm hoping to let this squirrely little guy out of my trunk to wrap up the rest of this dreck. If he's good. Cause I'm a mite peckish. And I thought I saw a rat scary under that armoire. <laughs> Get out, little man. Oh, oh, stay away from me. Stay away. Oh, oh my, my little trundle files. I don't know where I just was or what happened, but I can assure you I wasn't overpowered by one of Mr. Arm's goons and thrown into a trunk. Of course not. I, I'm just glad I'm back. 
And I don't think I could have been away from you for any longer, listeners. I missed you too much. I guess I also missed this Trundlecast. So I'll just say a thank you to Little Devil for the use of his seating arrangement for this week's cover. And once again, to Brian Vamp for our intro music, which you can find at ReverbNation.com slash Brian Vamp. That's B-R-Y-A-N Vamp. Tune in for the next Trundlecast, folks, and while you're waiting, visit TrundleManor.com, where you'll be able to see a list of all of our future events, like gallery shows and movie nights. Or book a tour and experience the manor all by yourself. Be sure to peruse our videos and photo pages to get a glimpse into the lives of its inhabitants. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr just by typing Trundle Manor into their search boxes. Don't forget to send your stories of Trundle Manor, both unusual and unnatural, to the Trundlecast at trundlemanor.com. We may even read them right here. Now be more aware than I was of that hulking figure by your bedroom door, because we wouldn't want you to miss the next Trundlecast.